Hello, you are listening to the Plumfield Moms, and this is Monday Morning Book Review. The Drover's Road Trilogy, Drover's Road, Cape Lost, The Golden Country, by Joyce West, Plumfield and Paideia Series Review by Sarah Masaryk, originally posted on February 25th, 2023. Quote, when interviewed a number of years ago, Joyce West quoted a letter she had received from at least one sympathetic publisher of New Zealand literature at the time. You must not feel that writing children's books is a sign of arrested development. In publishing circles, writing for children is regarded as one of the most difficult and demanding, and also one of the most valuable branches of writing. End quote. Goodreads author page for Joyce West. The Drover's Road trilogy, written by Joyce West, set in 1950s New Zealand, is one of those very special series that can be enjoyed by a wide range of ages and interest levels. When Tanya Arnold of BiblioGuides was getting ready to add this series into their database, she asked me what the main tag would be. Ranch life? Farm life? Family life? Nature? Something else? At that point, I'd only read the first book and thought the answer would be family life. The first book reminded me of All of a Kind Family, or The Mitchells, as the story centers on several members of the family and their daily lives. But, as I read on, I realized that each book has a different flavor and that all of the stories center on one adorable and spirited female protagonist coming of age in the New Zealand bush country. While the first book delights us with the antics and adventures of two cousins who are not quite teenagers, the second and third books focus much more on the girl cousin, Gay, and her life as a horseback-riding, animal-loving sheep rancher. I read the three books quickly over a few days, alternating between my Bethlehem Books spines and their audio versions. My 15-year-old son and my 11-year-old son and their 13-year-old sister all reveled in the action and adventure of these stories. There's a little bit of romance in all three books, but the story's main focus is on Gay's maturing and how she embraces the life of being a ranch owner, a female, single female ranch owner. While these stories are entirely their own with the sights and sounds and smell of New Zealand, the story itself reminded me of our favorite coming-of-age stories by Elcott, Montgomery, and Moody, with a little animal life seasoning like James Harriet thrown in. We learn almost immediately as the story begins that Dunsany Allen is a young bachelor sheep station owner living in the hill country of New Zealand, a hundred miles from Gisborne. Densney is the youngest of three brothers. When his oldest brother and sister-in-law die in a car accident, Densney adopted the three orphaned children. At nearly the same time, Densney's middle brother divorced his wife and left New Zealand entrusting his baby girl to Densney. Wonderful Aunt Belle moved in to help Dunsany raise the four orphaned cousins, and this non-traditional family has been living this way for more than a dozen years, quite happily. Quote, 
I've made up my mind that while I lie here, waiting for my sprained ankle to mend, I shall write a book. It will be about ourselves, the Allen family, about Drover's Road, and all our adventures here. And then when we are grown up, we can read it and remember how happy we were. Drover's Road is a sheep station, away back in the hill country. Our nearest town is Gisborne, almost a hundred miles away. End quote. As I said above, the books in this series grow with the main character, Gabrielle, yay, Allen. When we first meet Gay and her cousin Mary, a boy, think Mary and Pippin from The Lord of the Rings, they are still too young for boarding high school. The last chapter of the last book ends with Gay getting engaged. Despite the fact that the second and third books reflect Gay's maturing, there is still so much adventure and so many exciting animal stories to keep younger readers interested. In each of the three books, there is some chaste romance and a happy wedding in each book. The inclusion of the Maori people is done well and with respect. These books invite the reader into 1950s New Zealand rather wonderfully in the same way that Ralph Moody's books invite us into his turn-of-the-century life. Quote, New Zealander Joyce West spent her childhood in the remote country districts where her parents taught in Maori schools. In 1978, she wrote in the 20th Century Children Writers, quote, We lived far from towns in a world of bush roads and river crossings. We rode horseback everywhere and kept a large menagerie of dogs, cats, kittens, ducks, turkeys, pet lambs, and goats. And when I began to write, it was with the wish that I might save a little of the charm and flavor of those times and places for the children of today. End quote. About the author, Bethlehem Books Edition, 2019. One of the reasons I love Bethlehem Books so much is because they have built a carefully curated catalog of wholesome, engaging, and delightful books that will not only entertain, but also edify our preteen and teen readers. Because the books they publish are well-written and interesting characters in interesting places, they are often appealing to both boys and girls alike. Additionally, many of these living books are being recorded as audiobooks and are priced affordably, which makes it easier for mamas to preview and read along. On our website, I do a summary review for each of the three books. In this audio version, I will only read the summary review for the first book, so as to preserve spoilers for anyone who does not wish to know what comes next. But if you are curious about the second and third books, please do head over to our website where you can read those reviews at your leisure. So here we go. Drover's Road. As I said above, the first book, Drover's Road, reminds me of books like All of a Kind Family or The Mitchells. It also reminded me of the 1950s television series Lassie. Gay and Mary, the two youngest cousins, have been raised almost as twins. They are inseparable, and through them and their misadventures, we learn a great deal about the rest of the family. The book is endearing. The setting of New Zealand bush is exotic to American readers. This one would be a lovely read-aloud with littles, and the audio is great fun. Parents may wish to know a few things about this book. First, this book is of its time. 
Dunsany, the cranky but very loving, bachelor uncle with a ready-made family threatens violence against stray animals and sometimes the children when they're naughty. Gay carefully tells us that Dunsany is all bark and no bite. There is not much of this in the book, but what is there may bother some families. Consider previewing it in context if you're concerned. I would quote it to you, but I really think it's best for you to meet Dunsany on your own terms and draw your own conclusions. There is a little bit of romance in this book. By the end of the story, Dunsany is engaged. The romance is subtle and always viewed through the eyes of the young narrator. Adoptive families may wish to know that there are some real, sincere adoption questions in this story. At one point, the children overhear a mean old aunt saying that no one would want to marry Dunsany with his four children. The children fear that they are an impediment to Dunsany's happiness. It is, of course, beautifully resolved. The theme persists in different forms throughout the three books. Each and every time, it is handled lovingly, but it does shine a tiny light on the challenges that adoptive families might have when they also have children who are not adopted. So again, let me remind you that we have full reviews for both Cape Lost and The Golden Country on our website. Here's the conclusion. This series was an unexpected delight. I am confident that I can hand these books over to young readers because they are delightful and because they do have some discussion-worthy aspects to them I think these would be lovely as a book club for boys and girls, but might be especially lovely for a young lady's literary tea. 